Okay. Well, let's try and get it done in 45 minutes then. <laughs> CrossFit this episode? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so 11. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, all All you need to hear. We should be able to do in 11 minutes, which we're already, this is the chalk bucket time of our, yeah, we're, we're just fucking around. We're chalking up, <laughs> getting a little pre-workout. Look how fitnessy we are. We're talking about CrossFit. I'm wondering where our stopwatch is. Yeah. Right. Um, God, what, um, I totally lost what we we're going to do today. Well, uh, we do. We would like to talk about an upcoming symposium. Uh, that's it. Yep. Uh, and, you know, I guess this is uh, revival Ish. version two? Two, two Yeah. Um, I think so. But kind of a different f- format. Uh, well, the symposium is the same-ish format mm-hmm. uh, other than the Friday night. And, you know, it always – it works out how it works out. So I'm not yeah too worried about it. But we and did th- – uh, There's some interesting uh, repeat visits signed up. Yeah. And then also some interesting threads that reached out and, co- you know, contacted interesting – people in a way that I was somewhat surprised to see. But still at this point, what, we got 10, eight spots available or something? Yeah, I think there, as of yesterday, I think there's 10 spots. Maybe say, well, after after we fulfilled the scholarships, um, okay, there'll be eight spots for sure. And that symposium is going to happen on the 28th and 29th of uh, August. August. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, yeah. it's not, Plenty I actually, of warning. One of my training partners in jujitsu, I told him to come to it because he he's back in town for all of August. Uh-huh. And he's like, "Oh, that's the day of my black belt test." And I was like, "Oh fuck, that's probably a little bit more important, seeing that you've been doing jujitsu for fifteen years." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so unfortunately, I'm going to miss that and miss him being here. But um, yeah, that is the date that we settled on, and I think it's just September was really full. I like to do them in September, but it just didn't really work. Yeah. And plus, we were going to try and we can't have a symposium on the date that Ian is, and Rune Nation has a course in town because then because that was not, the September date, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there was a couple things going on. Plus, we wanted at least a month to to kind of give some uh, headway for so people could plan. So not totally last minute. Yeah, I do like the last minute stuff. I mean, the last minute works really well for me. It doesn't work well for anybody else. It turns out. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, yeah this one, uh, we put it off for quite a while. And I think um, when people start asking, I'm like, ah, shit. Like, it's time. Yeah. yeah, I guess it is time. I let, I usually let other people ask to, like, if I have you know, in a week, a certain amount of people get a hold of me, like four or five people start asking about it because it's not up on the website. I start poking around. And then yeah. after after I forget that time, then in a month or so, when they 
messaged me again. again. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the second time. Shit, I still haven't done it. Yeah. Then I then I plan it. Then you send me a note and yeah. say, hey, would this weekend work for you? And then I don't answer for a week. And then it's even closer. And then... <laughs> it's 100% how it works. <laughs> like, this time I saw that text, on, somehow in my mind I answered. Sure. Yeah, I do that all the time. And, I, and then realized that I didn't. <laughs> I don't hold it against you because the similarities are... Um, um, they're known and recognized and appreciated Yes, because <laughs> I do the same thing. Sometimes people, this happened the other day, uh, Ian from Canada, Ian yeah, text messaged me and I, he was asking me if I read this book and I was like, man, I really haven't had time to really do anything. He's like, Oh, have you been working on your breath holds? And I'm like, fuck no. I, like the last thing I have to do uh, time to do is to hold my breath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, why are you so busy? And I literally looked at the text and then somebody like asked me a question and then it took me like two days to respond to why are you so busy? And I was like, oh, well, that kind of answered it though. Yeah. Right. But yeah. it didn't give why. It's just, but it did <laughs> fulfill up with what? <laughs> right. Well, and then I got back to him finally and he sent me a Kotler's new book. Oh, okay. So it's um, apparently the premise is not taking on too many projects at once. <laughs> at least that's how he explained it to me. And he go. Uh, f- fuck you. First of all, I don't. Then <laughs> Kotler should know <laughs> yeah. about that, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's why he's writing about it. Yeah, because that's usually what I, I write about it from the bad end of whatever I'm trying to yeah. to, to teach. So I, I feel like there was a period <laughs> there, sort of twenty eighteen ish up until I haven't spoken with him in a little bit, but mm. when there was. Um, it being pulled in multiple directions. That makes sense. And, and voluntarily so. Right. I, and that's kind of the worst way to do it. I mean, the other stuff you can kind of get rid of. Thankfully, though, some stuff is kind of clearing up because um, it's kind of getting the light of day. Like your book is almost near fruition. Uh, I'd love to say that that's true. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, it's way closer. Yes, yeah, really. I mean, it's done. It's edited. Yes. It is um, laid out. It is laid out. Um, book There's, cover is up, still up in the air? Well, actually. You got something? Waiting on you. I So I, See, I or, wasn't or sure. Trevor. This is one of those things that I got a group message. Yeah. And then I didn't reply to it because I wasn't sure if it was waiting on and, me or not. And we weren't sure either. But okay. uh, the main thing is that um, one of the elements needs to be illustrated in a way that's less cartoon-like. Right. So I had I had a couple for that. It's a really, I mean, that is an interesting idea in itself. Not the actual book, although that will be cool no matter yeah. what. It's that getting a bunch of people who are kind of, I, I don't include myself in this group, but definitely... Um, of people who are creative, highly creative. Yeah. Um, you start like, what do you see? Well, I see this. Like, what do you see? And I say, I see this. And then you start to, that. that's one of the hardest things. That in itself is hard. And then you also add into it the fact that, um, you know, you respect the people that you're trying to help. 
And so you don't want to put up bad ideas. And so you would rather come up with nothing, which is unhelpful than actually a bad idea. A bad idea at least is like, no, not that go this way. And you're like, okay. Yeah. So it's like the worst thing you can do is nothing is nothing, which is what I did in this case. Actually, I did do some stuff. (laughs) Didn't press. It was just like, oh, there's this cool, like we have an idea of which direction to go, but oh, shiny thing or squirrel or other stuff kind of came up. So I was like, ah, yeah. Well, the Delta variant. I blame the Delta variant. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I was triple masked, so I didn't get it. <laughs> I, I was reading, I mean, me and Josh are going back and forth on this fucking goddamn primal diet bullshit. Yeah. Um, interestingly, though, because uh, I push back pretty hard, which yeah. we'll, we'll have him in here. Um, I mean, I kind of laid in to both him and Sam. Yeah. Because they're both doing it and they're both just lazy as fuck. Yeah. And I can't figure out why. That, that's like the really, you know, the weird, if you're eating an excess of 200 grams of carbohydrate a day and like, a, you know, 5,000 calories of both fat and protein, man, that's a lot of energy. And yeah. if you're not using that energy and, and you're tired, like I really, I think it's a good question. It's like, why are you tired? And the excuse is that it's this toxification process or whatever, which seeing how worthless they were, I was like, man, maybe it's true. <laughs> maybe they're detoxifying. But so we've been like having this back and forth about this diet that's gotten pretty interesting because we've like, it's run me down these rabbit holes um, that have been really helpful for me. Not that I'm going anywhere near what he's doing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like you saw in the kitchen, some of this weird, I don't know, acidity, alkalinity, food process, what like the bacteria as a base for, you know, what living things are. That's pretty interesting. And I came across this article that was written maybe eight years ago, and it was taught, um, the, the title of it is Rethinking Bacteria, Viruses, HIV, and AIDS. And okay. it is, it, I mean, it is, it's kind of fucked up how relevant it is actually today. Because, you know, one of the things that they'll argue, especially conspiracy theory people, I would put Josh in that category, okay. um, not unfairly, like he's, he's acknowledged that he's kind of geared that way. Sure. Um, they're talking about, you know, maybe I'm wrong on this, but essentially the only the only electro uh, uh, microscope image of a uh, virus is a mumps virus because it's the biggest one. It's point uh zero zero three pico whatever something pico nano micros yeah yeah like something incredibly small obviously and that's the biggest and then everything under that is like thousands ten thousands and millionths smaller than that so the original term for viruses that they thought were just a, a variation of bacteria were unfilterable bacteria because you can't filter them okay and that's how they found bacteria originally so the way they found viruses is to falsify catching what they thought was infecting the body. And okay. what they couldn't catch was thought of to be as a virus. At least how I understand it. I could be totally wrong. I, w- I, I really have some stuff to send to some real people who kind of really study this stuff. But it led me down this funny thing about masks because I was laughing about like... <laughs> the filtering process i'm like that's essentially how we first found viruses is not being able to filter them and now all the like not that i'm against because i don't care either way i'll wear a mask indefinitely because fuck people they're gross yeah but 
also just the the mind fuck that goes behind it once you start to understand this basis anyway the article was really well done um it talks about um the other important feature which if you go it's arguing for a combination of terrain theory and germ theory which terrain theory if you know on wikipedia they call germ theory denial (laughs) yes right i did that's what it's but that's that's what it's um that's the kind of the propaganda that they call it it's not really what it is terrain theory was essentially the original argument is that bacteria can um, change and that's called pleomorphism and um that was you know kind of propped up by Beauchamp, who really didn't like pasteur who talked about monomorphism a bacteria is the same and essentially all these you know a hundred and some odd years almost 200 years later Maybe it is 200, it's 18, it's 150 years or something. All these years later, we've proven that pleomorphism is actually true and that monomorphism is false, but we're still holding up germ theory. Not that germ theory is incorrect in its, you know, premise. There's still pathogens, um, you know, allegedly, but the whole premise of Bochamps has kind of been vindicated and it's still called germ theory denial. And so, like, this is really weird thing where people are going back and being like, oh, no, actually, he was right about, okay, he's right about this. He was wrong about this. He was wrong about a couple different things. Anyway, that that's kind of the wormholes I've been down um, that have been totally unhelpful for getting anything done having to do with this business. Yeah. Of, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because when I was in the kitchen there and Josh was like, hey, are you on the raw milk thing yet? And I'm like, I have had, you know, when I lived next to a co-op, you know, 30, 40, whatever mm-hmm. years ago, I was into it but now like and he i said i don't really think about food and he goes well at some point in your day you you eat right and therefore you make a decision about what to acquire at the store and then uh, again another decision about what to put in your mouth and i was like i'm putting this rice cake and this <laughs> peanut butter in my mouth right now because i'm about 18 hours out from my last meal and and I don't really care what it is that goes in right now. Isn't that an interesting assumption, though, is that there's a thought process in it? Well, when you're obsessed with something, yes. there's a thought process. Exactly. Right? But when you've come out the other side of an obsession, there's just a behavioral process. Yeah. And so if you've run a certain way and got good results from it, um, it means the behavior holds it up. So you don't think anymore. The behavior just yeah. does it. And that's kind of what I think we've always tried to do is get it to be to to get the action to be a benefit for the things that i want to do and also to be automatic yeah that's isn't that that is the premise for pretty much all advancement in life is to get it to be automated yeah right if you're talking about evolution it's the same thing or you, you want know, maximum level of efficiency Sure, but that's, you know, succession of a, spe- a species is a lo- has a lot to do with the automation of processes. Yeah. So like how your eye tracks things, m- makes you more aware of your environment so that, you know, that quality would, you know, hopefully be passed on because you wouldn't as be as likely to die. That's automation. And also in the case of like AI doing things for us, I, my phone can do certain things so that it's easier for me to live that autumn almost all technology is just automation yeah and so the um, the last thing that is kind of interesting sometimes the things that we automate are negative have a negative consequence without our, us realizing it yes and there's where you that's where you brings you kind of back to 
you know, maybe it's Josh's argument too, is like we've gotten to the point technologically where we've removed so much thought process that mm-hmm. we're just, you know, at the, we're at the autumn, we're at the, the desired automation of corporations that want to sell us shit. Well, I think so because it's, um, and what is the automated part? Like we can disrupt the automated part of that equation um, with conscious thought, but but we have, we have become automated in that thing. Like, oh, the thing pops up, the shiny thing, and then you get, and then you click, you know, the monkey rings the bell in response. Yeah. And, and so in certain, in case you have to have, I mean, I would, I, I, would I like, I guess if I really wanted to put more conscious thought into what I eat, mm-hmm. um, then especially when I'm on my own, then I would, but I don't apparently well, because you would want to you would want something out of that attention. Yeah. Right? Cause there's a cost benefit thing. And it, I, and I do think. Uh, I do make multiple decisions in a row about, mm-hmm. you know, acquiring the food, preparing the food, consuming the food when I'm preparing food, food for another person or to, you know, preparing mm-hmm. food to eat with that person. I, but if it's just me, yeah. like this is thawed, that goes with that. I have this <laughs> and and now I'm now, rice cake, meat, peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And oh, then, look, raw honey. I'm one of those primal guys. Yeah, moments I didn't see the honey, so oh, I didn't shit. put it on there. Dude, that um, Hawaiian honey in there is so fucking good. Is it? It's $40 for that little tiny Well, there trailer. was honey nut flavoring on the oh. rice cake. So I, that's that's. Automatic. automatic. <laughs> See, it automated. Automated honey it, it, nut. It came with. It was delivered. It was just, and it was also, you know, in the cupboard and not stale. So this is my argument for kind of everything. Is like, show me, like, if you can show me that the benefit is worth the attention, then I'll do it. Yes. But if you can't show, like, this is one of the biggest points for getting Josh to, you know, pushing him in a direction to not quit what he's doing, but to figure out what he's doing. Yeah. Is first, I want to see what you can actually produce other than memes on the internet. Uh, sure. That has a, that has a big part of it um, because Again, I and I use James Gardner as my example for almost okay. everything. Because I go, hey, uh, such and such, in this case, Sam, what do you think James Gardner eats? Like, do you think he's super obsessed with Rob? We're talking about a kid, for people who don't know. He's such a high level at almost anything that he takes on, right? Yeah. A professional skateboarder a very high level black belt jujitsu practitioner who can compete at any time. And, you know, he went last year at Austin black belt division, IBJJF 27 seconds. And he won, you know, like somebody who hasn't competed for years yeah. can just walk in and walk through people. So I use him as an example because he's a phenomenal, he's a phenomenal specimen of a human being. Yeah. And he's not bloviated about it. Like he's not like arrogant. He's not, he's not exuding all of the coolness that he is. He's very quiet and he just does his thing so i usually ask that question is like no one knows what he eats because it also doesn't fucking matter right like do you think raw milk would improve his life i was like maybe but not on a scale that the trouble would be worth it yeah right that yeah in in i mean i'm not you can't like the store where you can buy the raw milk yeah here it's a fucking parking nightmare in that neighborhood (laughs) also (laughs) that one apparently according to Josh is not the good place to go. It's not real raw. Like uh, what? So it gets okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When I go, this is not useful because 
I also have a book cover to design. Yeah. And I have a layout for another book that we're working at. And I have a post. And I still have to do mail today. And then I have to teach classes. And then I still have to practice the stuff that makes me feel like I'm not drowning. Yeah. So, like, I need, and I haven't got it for a while. Like, I need to go practice jujitsu and really choke and drown and then come back so that I can do all this other stuff. And I, I have a hard time imagining. It's not, I'm not, I'll admit, it's not outside the, the realm of possibility that switching a diet to that would actually improve some of the other stuff if I understood it correctly and I was yeah. doing it right. If if somebody said, hey, if you eat in this way, you will be able to go to sleep at will, <laughs> that would be worth it for me. <laughs> I, like, I promise you, it'll you'll be able to turn your brain off. You won't lie there thinking in a circular fashion that produces no results, but sometimes does. And sometimes it's good, you know. <laughs> Can I pitch you on it then? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, it sounds like if they're a, a, take as many naps as they do, <laughs> that this whole Have rock thing is going to... Have fucking tired there all the time? Mark, this is your answer. Yeah. You're just going to eat raw so you're fucking sleepy. Yeah. And, I, then, <laughs> and then... But I also do a lot of driving, so... Uh, yeah. You know, maybe... Maybe can, not can smart. I, yeah, I'd like to... That's the long nap, and you don't want that yet. No, no. <laughs> exactly. I, Yeah, I don't... I think there needs to be... There, there's this balance. Now fundamentally I think he's probably correct about a lot of things and I think if it was uh, you know earlier in a life set where you could like make these things happen and understand it and it becomes a habit so it's automated mm -hmm. then I I don't think there's anything wrong with having the highest quality food possible and but really I paying think attention. He's, only, he's still at and I don't know how long it's been but mm -hmm. at the point where um the process he's involved in mm -hmm. the experience is is so kind of difficult to understand and and things happen slowly mm -hmm. Re things you know reactions happen slowly or and it's it's difficult to tie oh this outcome to that input yes. um that he's still in that point to such a degree that uh that it is all consuming that there is no output from it it's just like i i'm in school i have to learn this stuff i'll get yeah. a job later or yeah, you know, 100%. or express this knowledge later and do a thing. Yeah, I can't and afford to take naps. No, no, I, I, right? yeah. I, and I think I, I've been pretty honest with like, man, what you're saying is intriguing to me to the point that it's distracting. Yeah, is distracting from the shit that I know I need to get done. Which, you know, you know, long segue back to like what we're trying to do. Um, I've been trying to describe that for kind of years about what we're trying to do or trying to figure out what we're trying to do yeah but for no other reason than to observe myself doing it because it happens automatically yeah. like the the symposium is a good example of that I, i'm gonna do this process anyway even though that i know it does no good i'm gonna fret about what we're gonna teach mm -hmm. um yeah even though we never actually say what we're gonna teach and it just happens on the day and we naturally fill our roles and everybody or we gets something write manuals about what we're gonna teach and we hand them to people and then do something completely different <laughs> <laughs> then i go like man yeah. we could just you know get Safe. get paragon as a printer out of it and yeah. just like yeah yeah let's, and let's cut just, a couple steps out yeah exactly uh, I, and so we've gotten past that point but i'm gonna go through this process anyway just knowing that for some reason we need to rationalize or observe what we're actually doing to make it to make us think that we're doing it yeah but it's happening anyway people are going to show up um and 
they are going to make the event what it is, not me or you. Yeah. You know, maybe we put a boundary on it and call it a thing. That's all we've done is describe what it is when certain people enter a room and we called it a symposium and it's called a nonprofit thing. But really all the energy that goes into this is essentially people that show up, including people like Josh who raise, you know, good questions or, you know, bring up problems that we haven't thought about. I think that is part of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Although I might kick him out of this one. <laughs> because we have to make room for scholarships, which is really what I wanted to talk about. Yes. Um, we do offer... So the last symposium, the symposium in April mm-hmm. was ostensibly... If you followed all direction regarding diets, mm-hmm. meaning like, okay, abstain from media for X mm-hmm. number of weeks. Abstain from, you know, notice for the next little bit. Change your diet. Yeah. In, in some way and then look at relationship with substances. And so there were some directives. And if you followed all of those directives and then um, then you were not charged anything to attend this symposium. And then some people said, well, I know I'm not going to stop drinking. So here's five hundred dollars, you know, for so it would have been if, if you just refused all of those things, I guess I should have paid. <laughs> then I really tried. I tried with them. I did pretty good with the media thing. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not, again, like what I just talked about, I'm not going to pay attention to food. I'm just like, oh, I forget. Oh, it's it's surprise fasting again. Yeah. Uh, you know, or or it's intentional because that's just it's a meal that was supposed to provide a social or relationship effect. Yes. I want to have a meal with this person, not to eat the food. Well, to eat the food, but as an excuse to spend time with a friend or somebody. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's just like, yeah, I'd build a fire, but we're under fire restrictions and sit around that. <laughs> we're but in a we're red zone like or something. Fire restrictions right now, so we can't, so we'll <laughs> sit around food, and that'll be great. But um, uh, so this one, we're actually charging money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we can never think like like it was a fun experiment those early ones where we had different <laughs> categories structure of, different pricing structure for ostensibly the same but not really in the outcome um experience I, it became it became a way i don't it, for me i think it, it taught me a lot about value and providing it because yes. if you charge a certain amount you don't I just don't have it in me if to, you to op- feel like I suckered somebody. If you offer it for free, yeah. You don't even have to show up. I that's probably true. It, I mean, which obviously yeah. is not what we do because I think sure. lo- we were pretty darn present <laughs> for the last one that we didn't charge for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I cuz I knew it would be a good one. Like I know when oh, yeah. people get into the same whatever you want to call it, same rhythm, same frequency, mm-hmm. they're all kind of they're not distracted, I guess is the big point. Yeah. Right? And 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 you can pull them. I mean, I think mm-hmm. like when we when like the Red Bull 400 for example yeah. on the morning of the Saturday, that's a way to pull people onto the same frequency. Yes. Who have come from, you know, different all kinds of different backgrounds, all kinds of different locations yeah. around the country, the world. Um, and you unify them in this particular level, this effort. Yeah. And then they begin to vibrate on the same frequency. And then that, then all of the interaction that happens after that is kind of, you know, resulted from that tuning fork. Which, which I think is what the, you know, the adherence to the diet stuff. It's a very similar action. Was a similar action. It's like a, bo- it's a bonding experience. It links, like, uh, this is kind of the craziness with diet. It's like just making arbitrary rules and trying to adhere to them. 
um, yes. you're building in um, a you know sin, a a pass fail kind of sin, not sin, like a, a blessed or an anointed person who can actually stick to it, and the sinful person. And by sin, like uh, a lot of people don't know that that means to uh, it's like a miss the mark kind of deal. So yeah. it just means mistake. But when you build in the ability to make a mistake within arbitrary. Uh, boundaries you basically associate all these people together i mean we've talked about we've talked about how rules and limitations are liberating Mm -hmm. or our freedom or can can uh, you know provide that or demand and like in this case the way the fellow wrote about it you know just Mm -hmm. like oh yeah when you enforce limits and if you like it's either freestyle poetry or freeform poetry or poetry that adheres to specific rules then you compel more creativity out of from within yourself if you have that structure that you sort of need to adhere to yeah and i uh, you know i that that i the idea of like you know all freedom all the time uh hasn't it's worked out as well as communism has sure you know or only a few people can tolerate it because only a few people can can be that comfortable to work that openly, but uh, if and if they're doing so, they're self-imposing certain limitations. Yes, in um, order to with, with drive it, yeah, yeah. And, and and maybe unconsciously so. Yeah, I mean, imagine like, take the the book design example, um, like the cover of it, like ah. Here's the title. Already, that's a constraint. Like oh, here's was the size anger. of the like, book. I refused yeah. to tell Blair what the title, working title, was. Yeah. Because, well, because in, in during a period when you know we collectively as a group are trying to come up with the mm-hmm. appropriate title for this book, and I said if I give you the what you know, the working title It'll is, it's, an, it's it. There's an anchor there. Yeah. And we're going to try and figure out ways to work that in, or we won't go. We only give ourselves up enough rope to travel. Yeah. Uh, some manageable distance away from that original anchor yeah and like uh and then it it, and then it ended up even though we wanted to get away from it and it had been and the title had been originally (laughs) yeah you know for an entirely different project which we now hate (laughs) um and refused to do you know and that's why i was just like no that title was for that or like maybe it was then but maybe it also is you know, uh, since that no longer exists as an idea, maybe we were projecting into the future. Yeah. You know, and it, and you know, for this different project, I, I honestly, I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility. When it, when I look back at what we were trying to make that title fit, it did it, not fit. No. And when we look <laughs> it was up, clever that, as fuck. <laughs> right. When we look at it now, you go, man, that really does fit. But uh, but I'm, you're right. I'm anchored to, no, that's for that idea. And I can't, it looks, I don't know what the word for it is, but it looks um, soft or lazy maybe. Maybe it's like, it feels like I'm being lazy because the name is right there, but it really does like match. Oh, and we've been living with that on the, that <laughs> mocked years. up, you know, totally. cover on the bulletin board for three, pl- four, you know, whatever <laughs> why, years. I just don't know why and it's even up there still. <laughs> it's because it fucking looks cool. <laughs> God, the the way that you just laid that out with the, that particular image in the back is it's all and it's like and so maybe there's the there's other stuff that we haven't taken down that's up there too like what? you know the action figures for example the action figures are pretty rad <laughs> yeah. like it, it it's kind of weird there's all this there's all I mean that's one of the cool things is that there's so much to do here no matter what day I show up I, I'm I'm a little bit frazzled most days. 
because I just want to get to the thing that I want to do, which recently has been I want to write and lay stuff out. Mm-hmm. And when that is calling, it's the most fucking frustrating thing to not have the time to do to it. do it yeah. or to keep getting pulled in a different direction. Because you're like, even today, it, like I just have to stop. So I pulled over today to just write one paragraph yeah. and then drove to work. And then after I trained people, I was like, did my little workout thing. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to you know, read this gentleman that sent this mail. So I sat out and halfway through it, I had to put it. It was excellent. Like yeah. I, I didn't want to stop, but something popped into my head. I set it down and I wrote for about 45 minutes on my phone. Yeah. Then I picked it up and she's like, you have to do it when it comes to you because you're. I finally realize I'm not in control of whatever the, whatever the bombardment is. Yeah, what <laughs> the, I, the meteor shower? Da, yeah, that it's is like daily life revelations. <laughs> I don't know what they're, they're downloads. They're yeah. they're um, they're they're problem solving or or free association finally associated. Ex- you yes. know, like yeah. like things that have been orbiting or bouncing off in other directions, they finally like overlapped in a way that was comprehensible. A hundred percent. I mean, that, that last piece the in, in the journal last week that I wrote, mm-hmm. the light yeah. Um, and wait. Yeah, uh, piece, that was uh, night of the 4th of July in the back of the FJ. We're camping by the river. Mm. I can't sleep because I've got this fucking thing in my head. Mm. And so it's like, well, I can let it keep me awake or I can just sit up right now and get my phone and open yeah. notes and write this thing. This fucking thing. And and then and then maybe sleep. Maybe not either because maybe something else will come in its wake, but the, the, that whole piece was essentially I mean the original version of it was written on the phone sitting up, you know, in yeah. order to try and like scrub it out of my head. Yeah. And then Get the structure out, like kind of the scaffolding, and now you know what it kind of looks like and feels like. It could have, like I sent sent you the original, and it could have gone with very, but then there was another night with some substances that have, uh, a substance that happens to be in a freezer, (laughs) Um, (laughs) generally, along with the receptacle in the freezer as well. Um, And and then there was like three additional paragraphs and a a way to... um, enhance improve but originally it's just I, I understand what you're saying is like if it's in if it's in my head these days it has to I the only way um to manage life is to like write it down I, I think if you want to see the most aggravated version of me don't give me the space to let that stuff out and you'll yeah. see you uh, it won't be a person because essentially the the default system that's built in is I will build in a system that's so intolerable to people that they will push me out so I can go. Have so you the, can actually go. Yeah, do it's that like thing. A, yeah. yeah, it's a self-preservation mechanism. Yeah, which is interesting because there's been so much. You know, we go through lull, last year was a lull period, like you couldn't believe. But you start to look at. It, to be honest, this is what interests me about Josh's diet. Okay, terrain theory talks about the environment being the most important part because it decides what the organism is. And you yes. can't refute that. Like I can't falsify that. It's true about our space, it's true about my body, it's true about my creativity. And since Elodie and and um, Aaron have been like driving really hard for the past couple months. So Elodie got here, we knew we had this project to work on. You know, I, I was just kind of yeah 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 like I kind of want to see what you'll bring so that yeah. I can match it. Well, fuck. Like, 
they're training two and three times a day and they're writing all day and Elodie will stay up all night programming. Yeah. And then she'll be up before I, you know, I pull in and she's been up for a couple hours writing and taking pictures and trying to develop herself and Aaron's doing the same thing. They're just like matching each other and you're like, oh, they're making the environment something that if I want to survive in, I have to like step it up a notch. Yeah, if is... I'm sleeping in my office, there it's going to be so fucking uncomfortable. Yeah, you know. I don't, again, I don't have time to be sleepy or whatever. But they've they've created an environment where, like last week, we're we're trying to get this thing out, and I had an idea for how to shoot these pictures for their mm-hmm. project. I was like, man, I. I kind of have an idea to take the stuff that we used to do in editorial and make it work. So I used a projector and we turn off all the lights. And again, there was some chemical assistance on the day. We we did this like terrible AMRAMP, which was really good. And so we're just kind of waiting around and Josh is here, you know, talking again about, and I finally, I was just like, dude, I got to do something. Like I have to do something because this feels like a waste of time. Like yeah. I have something to get out. And so I just started like pacing. I set up the projector. I made, Elodie, go get your computer. And so she runs up and gets her computer. We start projecting these stupid pictures on the wall. Yeah. Josh is still talking in the background. And I turned off the lights and I looked over in the corner and saw the light that I wanted. And I was like, how f- that wasn't, I didn't mean, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And so I took a picture of it and Elodie was like, Oh, and so we just kind of scrambled and like, well, let's test it. And we started taking a few pictures and we're like, what are we going to do? Wait till tomorrow to do it. So we just did it there. Yeah. Like in the half hour, we put something together and the pictures that came out of it, it wasn't all of them that we needed, but it was a good start. Mm-hmm. And it just led to doing one thing cascaded so that, all of us just started writing excessively about it. And but and you're also um, willing to let go of the <laughs> idea that got you into the environment. For sure. And and then embrace that that new or different environment. It took you're... a fraction of a second yeah. of going if like I appreciate what my original idea was. It brought me to this point. But like we talk about I got to B and saw C and I no longer cared. Like it yeah. like it was the easiest way to switch directions because I found something that was better. And this is the best part about goals is not achieving them. It's like giving you're giving yourself the uh the longitude and latitude in which to organize what you really want. Or I mean the the goal is you give yourself you know, I'm walk there it is, it's over there. I'm mm. going in that direction, but I am completely open to whatever happens along the way. You have to be, I think you have to be open, which is the hardest thing to do when you're um, dictating what you think is going to be the result. Yes. So I'm in charge of this. This is what I want to look at it. Because if it doesn't turn out how I said I want it to look, you seem amateur. You seem like you're... Sure. um, Especially in photography, you seem like you're relying on mistakes. But I think... I think that's actually the advanced version, right? That's that, that if I was going to explain jujitsu, the best jujitsu practitioners rely on other people's mistakes. They don't, they don't say what they're going to do. They capitalize Mm -hmm. on what's there. They capitalize on what's available. And the best photographers that have worked on capitalize with what's available, not, they don't bombard it to try to impress their thing on the environment. They let the environment I mean, and there's an interesting thing there because like you stumbled onto the environmental conditions on the one day and then the next day recreated them in a more appropriate way yeah. or in, in a, a, a better way, yeah. let's just say. Um, 
and you had kind of told me a little bit about it and that, okay, we're going to, then on the Saturday, you know, the day after we're going to shoot, come in and, you know, I, as an afterthought, grabbed a camera that morning because I wasn't, (laughs) um, I thought, yeah, it sounds kind of silly. I'd maybe, is it worth waking up like an hour earlier to, eh, I'll see. I'll go see what's going on. And then I walk in, I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty fucking cool. I don't have, I don't have the tool for this, <laughs> but I have the tools for it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I know what I have. I know what the limitations of this particular tool are. Yeah. I mean, all of those shots that I took are between one sixth and one twentieth of a second. Yeah, I was at one fiftieth, trying to match and, what we did the other day. But yeah, I, I turned it down for a couple. I tried to match your one twentieth because mm-hmm. I liked how soft and like kind of <laughs> femoral it was. But I, my my tool couldn't do what yours was doing. It, but and mine couldn't do what yours was doing. I couldn't shoot at a fiftieth to save my fucking life. Interesting. Oh yeah, like, cause the ISO was, because the yeah. ISO because because the sensor in that camera is from 2015, and because if the ISO goes up past a certain point, it's, it's unusable just, anyway. Yeah. So it's better not to take it. So it's like, okay, 75 millimeter lens, wide open at f 1.4. Yeah. So not a ton of depth of field. Yeah. Combined with. I don't know, stupidly slow shutter speeds. And like, like, nobody move, including me, please. Especially fucking me. Get out the Um, tripod. I was thinking, you know. (laughs) But then just uh, adapting to the environment that's there. And and how is that possible? Well, you know the limitations of the tools you have. Mm -hmm. And you have vast experience in these types of situations to pull from. Yeah, and you understand the theories, and, and you know what looks good. Like in, in the end, you yeah. know what you know if it's something that you want, and then if it's not, you keep searching for it. Yeah, like you just no, this isn't it. This isn't it. But the funny thing is, the way you described it, like we didn't, you didn't have the language, and that's not mm. you, you. Yeah, let's yeah. just say we didn't have the language because part of language is also the person hearing it and right. understanding um <laughs> we didn't have the language to describe what you had discovered the day before in a way that piqued your uh, interest yeah or yeah. or that or let I, you know or you that i could do, have yeah. adequately prepared for <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> also <laughs> to, I, to be fair uh, i like i thought about ways to make it easier mm-hmm gels mm. strobes like yeah I, I could definitely gel that scenario because sure. i've done it before and make it and i was like man it's just not organic enough and although we have to push a little bit harder in order to make it organic and make it you know a, a feature of what we want and we're we're gonna get maybe a tenth of the photos that we could get if we set it up properly but if we set it up properly <laughs> that also means setting that also means more direction and you ruin the and, feel yeah and I think the the reason it because works you're, was the feel. Yes. And recognizing completely that no one's in control here. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, we could quote, quote Kurtz and just, or yeah. I guess it was uh, the other fellow who said, I don't really see any method here at all, sir. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was a way absolutely to recreate that with more. And I was actually marveling. I think I sat down with Rob at some point mm-hmm. and just went, holy shit, this is, this is, this can happen 
without all of these other anchor points, without all yeah. of these other constraints, technological or theoretical. Don't get me wrong. I, I was really using this as an excuse to buy strobes again because okay. they just got a set down at yeah. Essential Photo yeah. and they were like, hey. And I was like, yeah, I could use them for something because yeah. now I have an excuse to shoot portraits and like more, you know, studio work, which yeah. I've always loved. It's always been my like my safe spot okay. is to shoot that stuff. And talking to Tom about like some technical questions I had about setting up lighting, I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, yeah. I don't, that's kind of an easy button for me. And I, I mean, how this, uh, the, the environment talk kind of really, I've been getting, so I put out the scholarship thing. Yes. This really does tie into this because I, I put out the scholarship question. I just, you have to read the strength and the endurance manual. And use them. And, and use them. Like that's the only requirement. Yeah. And I really, the opportunity to offer a scholarship is that I don't want it. I don't want people's attendance to be limited on money. Right. That, that's a bad, we've, we've yes. decided that there's a bad selection method. And the last, I think, symposium really highlighted that. We got college students, we got young athletes, yeah. people who are the most formative got an opportunity to be around people that are formers. And, yes. and they, they really got good influence and they answered a lot of questions. And I think they walked away at a point where they could really drastically shift the direction. And not, not that like, we're taking them out of bad scenarios and putting them in good, but more or less like vault them through the good door and remove some excess things that might take them a decade to figure to out. figure out, yeah. Um, just because the exposure to people, the pe there's a real deal there. And For I want that to People who can look happen. back and say, right. these are yeah. the pitfalls. This person said this traps. to me and it kind of shifted my life. Yeah. And so I want, I always want to keep that, that ingredient is important in the symposium. So we do offer the scholarship. But I've been getting submissions for it. Yeah. You know, emails, because yeah. that's what we asked for. Um, and they are unimpressive. Um, it's kind of a, is being nice. Okay. Um, we're looking for something, and I don't want to be, uh, I, I want to keep it inexplicable. I want to keep it, I don't want to tell somebody what we want. We'll know when we see it. Again. You know, the funny thing is when you, tell them what you want then you become very easy to manipulate by them giving it to you right yeah <laughs> or exactly. very easy to yeah it's essentially i've got a dozen or so emails you know in varying degrees some of them are okay some people have read some people haven't um most people are just asking for a free ticket which i'm not opposed to but that's not what i was well if one's on offer sure but i mean that's not what I, what i want what uh, to be you know precise yeah. i want somebody to be able to change us to show up yeah and i i can see what that is by seeing what you write about and how you think about things so i was getting pretty fucking i was going to cancel the whole scholarship and just like man i don't feel it this year mm -hmm. you know like i just i didn't see anybody that i thought would really like evolve you know band word uh, the conversation or help us see something in a new light and then today i got a package in the mail yes you know written to me and you and this is the second package that i've received from this person the first one was good it was a good start yeah. right and then i started to read this you know but i also I, my guess is that the first one because it was related to the strength manual yeah. mm -hmm. that that was the experience of following that sort of uh 
structure or program or whatever um, wasn't didn't resonate with his temperament. Mm. Like he needed the endurance mm. um, aspects of it in order to confront the things that um, that, that he has been uh, working with. Or, or I would say the strength resonated too easily. Okay. Right. And, and yeah, so the juxtaposition sure. that the endurance was such a combative like antagonist. Yeah. That it, that it really works. So this, I, as soon as I started reading, it's written very very well. It's typed up. Um, it, it's beautifully done to the point where uh, you're so engaged into it, you really want to know. What, it, he kind of tells you what happens. Yeah. He foreshadows it really nicely. Yes. And he, then he explains to me about parts of the endurance manual that I wrote that I didn't know that's what they meant. And that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Right. I wanted him to figure out something that I, or she or she, I just want somebody to figure out something that I've missed. I haven't seen. Yeah. So as of now, there's only one scholarship it's given to him. We're going to actually ask for permission. Well, if he gives it, I want to post that essay in its entirety. Okay. And, and really this is, I think this is the whole point of these manuals. It's not to follow what we're saying because the story is great. Like he, he wanted to get the manual and like go through the process before June. Yeah. But because he's in Canada and they, uh, we, I shipped two to him and they both got lost and I sent him a third one. So it's cost us. We've made no money off of him buying a <laughs> manual, but we did send him three and it, finally he got one, but it happened in a time period where he couldn't where, use it. Where it was no longer useful, but just... He started the, beforehand. Yes. So before he got the manual, he just goes, you know what? I'm going to, I'm just going to set out and do what I think I should do. And this is the beauty of being forced into a corner uh, where you don't have the answers is you really have to try to understand what it is you're doing. And if we do, and this is something that we see over and over again is like, okay, if, if you're in the room, Michael, for example, mm -hmm. and I need to know something, I'm right um, here. then yeah. I'm going to ask you. Yeah. But if you're not here, then I'm going to find out on myself, on my own. Yes. I'm going to figure it out. And and so one of the things that was in that that essay ha has absolutely to do with that is yeah. that like I'm, I'm I believe the answers that I seek or the guidance that I need is going to come from this manual. But it's out there in the wild. You know, I haven't killed that grizzly yet, so right. I don't get to eat or whatever. Um, it hasn't showed up. So and then that in and of itself recognizing your dependent one's dependence on this outside mm -hmm. source either for the answer or for accountability or for direction or you know whatever um should put one in a position to start looking around for oneself which is exactly what happened yeah i, uh, I guess if the answers are too easy they're not answers for you yeah and that's in any scenario we have to keep facing that like i hate that fact but I also respect it as part of anything worth doing. We'll have kind of that as a feature, whether it's building something, writing something, taking a photo, making a photo. But it's oftentimes when we make something, we don't um, uh, we don't understand what the you know okay, which is the thing that's in this you know total mm -hmm. in this whole. That, you know, oh, I think this essay is the important one or I yeah. think this, you know, but which is it? And and we are invariably wrong, mm -hmm. you, you know, or if I think, oh, this is the good one, this is the valuable one, or you know, then and somebody points it out. And sometimes years later. Yeah. And most often it's years later. Yeah. Oh, you said this thing about I mean, it came up in the conversation 
um, that I recorded in here the other day with uh, Robin Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, I don't know when it was said or this or that, but this concept of, you know, uh, uh, that you need both, you know, hubris and humility. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I know exactly where <laughs> I, that came up. I know where I said it the first time at mm-hmm. the Santa Fe Institute and then developed it. It got in the back of one of the manual things, I think, that we used to hand out for symposiums. Yeah, it was the HU-23 HU one nineteen, I think it was. Is that what it was? Yeah, element number one. It, okay, yeah. it was an element that didn't exist, but it was HU, and it was yeah, yeah. Hubris human plus humility yeah. plus humility is equal to humanity. Is equal to humanity. Yeah, and but it came, but it came up, and he's like, I don't know if you said this or on a podcast, or you put it out, or when, or if you've said it recently, but X and told me a little story about it, and I was like, well. I, as soon as th- that was one of the ones I knew was going to be good, but yeah. it's like the only one. Yeah. As soon as I think I remember that was the day Chris pipes came. Yeah. That was where it sort he, of, cause he was saying something and you freely associated something <laughs> totally different than what we were caught. We were talking about the words. Yes. The, the words were there, but we were not drawing the connection that you were. And you put those things together. And, and this is like all creativity is you're gathering elements and putting in, in organizing them in a manner that that causes meaning. Yeah. And now you've just described the universe. Right. That, that's that's everything that that's why I think creativity is so important. And that's why I think we have to have all of the elements and chances for creativity to happen and we have to get rid of all of the parts of us that want comfort and to designation and all the all the things noble outcomes yeah because that's not creativity and you have to risk something being bad in order for it to be beautiful most times if there's not that it becomes mediocre right it's like it's what i've noticed most about these processes like if i think that i know what the outcome is it's going to be a mediocre outcome i need to let go of that expectation and really push a boundary in order for it to break um my expectations and and become almost supernatural in a sense in conversation last night with uh things having to do with you know thinking you understand what the outcome is or the goal or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, I got, and it took me back to, you know, old seminars, not pre-symposium, but seminars mm-hmm. back at the old organization where we talked about outcome-based training. Yeah. And 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 what that could possibly mean in, in this era now where our all this we're trying totally to do is it. fucking <laughs> against it and letting go and 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 having one's condition be the consequence of what one has done often enough and consistently enough to cause change. So, so uh, I, man, this, this lines up so perfectly. I agree with you because I still, I will still push people towards objective based things. Yeah. Only because it's very Zen and, and you know, the during or before enlightenment, the mountain is the mountain during enlightenment. The mountain is not the mountain. And after enlightenment, the mountain is the mountain again. It's like this switch. It becomes important and then unimportant as soon as you realize the illusion that's behind it. Yes. So the other day uh, on that same day uh, that we shot, uh, Elodie, it was Elodie's chance to program. I'll do the music. You pick up whatever the fucking stupid exercise we're going to do. And she went, um, she picked three exercises, a 400 meter run, a 30 cal bike and a 20 cal ski. And it said, AMRAMP, question mark. I was like, 
all right, fuck. Like, start the clock. And then we just ran and just started it. And two laps in, my brain goes crazy. And, like, this is the most profound exercising that I've had in a long time. Because I go out at a pace where I can stop in 30 minutes and feel good about myself. That's not what I actually need. So, actually, we changed the term to AMRAF with a PH. As many rounds as is potentially helpful. <laughs> right? Yes. Right. And, yes, and beautiful. So, and so what's funny about it is you're laughing because I'm like, I know I need to go longer, actually. Like, I I always have the intensity button on display because I have so much shit to do, get done. Let's get 60 minutes done in 45 or 20 minutes or yeah. whatever I have time for. The thing that I need to do, actually, is to slow down so I can make it further. And I need to. I need this practice. The answer for the AMRAMP is already over an hour, right? Like for yeah. me, it is. Now I have to contend with. Essentially, what I was coming up with is like the prisoner's dilemma is usually a game theory thing thrown in between three people, but you are the prisoner's dilemma when you're training or you you have an objective, right? You are both prisoners. You're the prisoner that could rat you out and the prisoner that could rat you out, and yeah. you're also the punisher. So you have this, you know, if I quit now, I harm my future self or I give a disadvantage. Maybe, yes. Right. I don't because I don't think it's a, there is a net. Yeah. Harm is not. But I think you're right. You're, you're, I, I take away potential. Yes. For my future self, which is basically the prisoner's dilemma. You can yeah. look it up. I'm not going to explain it here. But the the two people are you. And when you start it, you're going into prison. You, you have to do what you said you're going to do. Otherwise, you're both going to suffer, your future self and your current self, right? If I, if I think too much about my future self, the other prisoner, he might screw me over and I'm not going to get what I need. But if I think too much about my you know, present self and my comfort, I'm going to screw over my future self. And so you have this balance while you're going. Go long enough to get what you need that's helpful, but go hard enough that it's useful now. Like there's yes. this, there's this, it answers itself for every single person. And mm-hmm. you, you said this a long time ago when um, Jeremy Ripman was like having problems. I'm having these issues. What are you doing in training? Uh, I, I don't do those in training. That's probably what you need to yeah, do. Yeah. The, the question was, what are you not doing? Yeah. What are you not doing? <laughs> what are you not doing? And then, and then d- describing like, oh yeah, I need this level of intensity because the competition is structured in such a yeah. way that. The whole yeah, shot. Or but it hurts. Yeah, yeah but know? I don't like to do that stuff. Yeah. And the answer usually is if you don't like to do it, it's the thing you probably need to do. Yeah. It's the thing that is that you're being negligent about. Um, so, I mean, I guess there's a, is there fitnessing people? Yeah, fitnessing, fitnessing, fitnessing people have arrived. Um, so this is so there's an interesting. I mean, I think we need to leave the window mm-hmm. um, for the scholarship open. There's two more. Yeah. Um, because uh, there are two more spots, and and with some understanding of like, look, I don't. Um, you know, if we are merely talking, like I'm, I, I developed the program, I followed the program, the physical result was this, mm-hmm. not that interesting. No. Um, if the, as with this, uh, you know, essay that we received today, it, it is the things around the thing mm-hmm. that are more interesting. And that's why we would it, want somebody like that present. Yes. And it's not because they used our program and they're going to talk about how awesome it was. It's yeah. actually quite the opposite. 
Yeah. Like these are the problems that they run into, and this is why they were unsuccessful. But the um, the thinking and the rumination that went into that that is helpful for everybody. And and how is the, and how are these problems that cropped up solved? You know, what are the problems solving? How am I how am I managing the mm-hmm. the outcomes that I didn't expect or were other than? Yeah. Um, so two more spots. Keep applying. If you haven't heard back from us, you probably won't. If, if yeah. you're yet, you know, we're not going to, I'm not going to tell everybody that they're disqualified or whatever. Um, but if also, if we don't see what we're looking for, understand that we're, we're not looking to give a gift of somebody coming here. This is not a charity necessarily. We're offering an opportunity for someone to come here and give us a gift. Yes. In, 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 by way of their conversation, their spirit, their thinking, their energy. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So don't be dissuaded um, or do because I think. Because <laughs> if, if what we've just talked about dissuades you, then. Yeah. The person who has to ask um, doesn't. And the person who yeah. doesn't need to ask always will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Okay.